Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Absolutely fantastic episode of Unfuck Nation. It's been a while. Um, and I'm going to put that down to a couple of things. One is I've been writing, 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 and uh, which is producing a new book coming out on September 12th uh, called Grow Up, Becoming the Parent Your Kids Deserve. I'll get into that in a little bit later because there's bits of that book that I want to tell you about and I want to get you up to date with. Um, but other than that, you know, I've been, I've also been coaching a couple of people, which is a new thing for me, really. I haven't really been coaching people in a long time, but there were a couple of, uh, how can I put this, a couple of heavy hitters that I thought uh, I would make good use of uh, coaching those folks Basically, just so that I can get my chops up to date and make the biggest difference for you out there. However, I want to get to uh, this kind of subject that's been it's been kind of on my mind very recently, and in fact, I've done a couple of broadcasts about it um, on Instagram. And if you aren't following me on Instagram, then you freaking should. Uh, but this thing that it's been on my mind about is this this item called trauma, right? Because I was, you know, it, it, within a book coming out, I was interviewed. I've been interviewed a couple of times, and I got some more interviews coming up. But I was interviewed by a mental health professional, which is always interesting for me because you know I don't take a psychological approach, as you know, we take an ontological approach. Uh, at the nation. And what is ontology? Ontology is the study, the observation, the inquiry into being. So that is you're always being one way or another. And those ways of being that you are, in my view, really are the keys to the kingdom. Anyhow, the subject that we got into is this thing called trauma. And, And it's a word you hear a lot, especially in uh, mental health circles, right? So psychologists, psychotherapists, therapists, counselors, um, you'll often hear them talk about trauma. And, and it's a word that I've used from time to time. I'm a little hesitant to use the word trauma uh, because, you know, language and being are inextricably linked. And whatever you call it, that's what you're left with. And it really is that simple, by the way, at times, okay? However, 
I am fascinated by this whole notion of trauma. And if you're somebody who's sitting there right now going, well, this shit doesn't apply to me. I'm just here to get motivated because I want to make more fucking money or start a business or whatever it is. I want, the first thing I want to lay down for everybody is everyone gets traumatized. I'll say that one more time. Everybody, every fucking body gets traumatized. But let me dive into this a little bit more because it's not automatically what you might think that is. See, immediately when we hear the word trauma, we think of something that's traumatic, right? Or even traumatizing, like objectively traumatic. That's not how trauma works with a young person. Think of trauma like this. Trauma is something that comes along. And it diverts you on a different path. Think of it like something that happens in your life that after it, it changes either what you think of yourself or what you think of others or just in general what you think about life. Trauma is an interruption to a particular flow from which you never return. Say it again. Trauma, generally an incident, and I really mean that, an incident that changes the way you interact with life from which you never return. Right? So, but let me kind of broaden this picture a little bit out for you. When you were young, When I mean young, I mean anywhere from about two on, okay? From two plus. Anywhere in that time frame, that's really from two till about 20 is when you're going to meet your milestones, when you're going to get traumatized. Now, I'm sure you might be one of these people, or you might know people who could literally say, oh, yeah, I remember it was the time my father beat me. It was the time my mother threw me out. It was the time when, you know, whatever it might be for you. Those are obvious. Those aren't even your events, by the way, just so you're clear. Those might be the time that it happened, but that's, it's not the thing that happened that did it. And, and by the way, that is one of the things that I get into and grow up. That's why I say this book. I mean, of course, I'm fucking excited about this book. I'm excited about every book that I write. And I'm super excited about this book because I think anybody who's either a parent wants to be a parent or simply just has parents needs to read this book. You need to understand how this whole thing works from an ontological perspective. And that's what I'll lay out in this book. So I want you to get, looking back in your life, if you think about how each of us are born into this world, right, this kind of little naive, blank little slate, if you like, ensure you're genetically predisposed for one thing or another thing, but in terms of like 
what you're about to face in the world. You know, you're about to walk into something. How could that child not be shaken by the world at some point? Shaken by an individual or a circumstance or an event? How could that child go through life and not come across something that stops them in their tracks? How could they not? Right, and I know, listen, this is why, you know, I've got a big thing about this kind of overly protective style of parenting where people are trying to prevent something from happening. When in my view, what you really want to do is equip your child for what's about to happen. And that's really what, the, the, there's big parts of this book where that's what I get into. Like imagine when you were 10, 12, 13, 15, and whatever it was that happened, you were like, well, yeah, I know what this is. And I, and I know potentially what I might do with this, except I'm not going to do that with it because I understand what this is. So trauma, and again, I use that word responsibly here, Trauma is not something you can escape from as a child because trauma isn't necessarily traumatic. If you start to think of it more like an interruption to, like I said, the flow of life, then it's inevitable that each of us will face our own interruption. Now, some of those interruptions are disproportionate it might seem might seem like you know if I was physically abused mentally abused sexually abused that's out of sync with what other people might experience yeah that's right but I want you to get like the changes that people make in their life subconsciously don't really care how traumatic it is That the change would happen was inevitable. That the interruption was would happen is inevitable. And I, and I get it, you know, like, people might be like, well, you know, mine is worse. And I would go, very good, you won the fucking lollipop. <clears throat> I want you to understand that in the eyes of a child, in the experience of a child, when they face that interruption, it shakes them to the little core in that moment. And it changes. It changes them, and it changes the way they interact with life and people. So <clears throat> what's the point of all of this? I want you to get that it's not unusual. That's not to trivialize whatever you might have experienced that you know that somebody else experienced. That doesn't trivialize it at all. But it might help you get some perspective with it that those interruptions were always going to happen. It's, it was only ever a question of which ones. So sometimes, you know, I've come across people in my career who've said, you know, I had a particularly uneventful childhood. Yet I just can't get my shit together as an adult. Like, I'm all over the fucking place. Yeah, that's right. We need to go back and find your moments of trauma too, though. We need to identify with yours were. 
And they're like, well, nothing really traumatic happened. And I'll say, yeah, not standing here and looking back. Let's get it what it was like for the kid. Let's get what it was like for that seven-year-old or nine-year-old in that moment, that moment they walked into school and blah, 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 blah happened. And from that moment on, boom. So that moment they saw their dad, blah, 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 blah. And from that moment on, you get me? Are you starting to feel me now? Trauma is a part of all of our young lives. You have to see it for what it really is. These are indelible marks left. They're really designed to equip you. But as many of you know, you're often left with the experience of being fucked up by it. I'm saying it's not necessary. And that was, that was the compelling reason why I wrote Grow Up. Grow Up, because I wanted people to get how much they're still hanging on to, whether they're aware of it or not, how much they're still hanging on to views and beliefs that were formed in traumatic moments of a childhood. Views, beliefs, emotional states, waiting to get triggered. And they get triggered. That, now, it doesn't fit with a social media version of triggered, right, which we always see that meme, you know, the person with the fucking eyes bulging out their head. That's not necessarily triggered. Somebody can get triggered and get quiet. Withdraw. Somebody can get triggered and immediately break into humor. Right? Somebody can, somebody can get triggered and immediately go into trying to appease and please others. You have to understand these things beyond the realms of just the simple surfacey explanations that you've come to understand, you know, like fucking using Google to try and understand yourself or, you know, terms you've seen on fucking TikTok, right? Videos you've seen. That's, that's not an inquiry. That might pique your interest, but you need to take a dive into it. So understanding those key moments from your life is only the beginning. Because then you have to get into... How has that impacted my life? Those key moments, those decisions that I ended up with. And, and most people don't get those decisions. They don't get that they're driven by some pretty simple beliefs that came into being in moments of stress and duress. Now, the other thing that was really interesting to me, the more I dug into this book, um, was how much of the conversation that's out there for, for breaking a generational chain with their children. You don't break a generational change, chain by doing something different. Which I know for many of you may be like, huh? You do not break a generational chain by doing something different. Something different is what every generation has tried to do. And in fact, I think that's some of the stuff that I find kind of arrogant. The arrogance is 
I'm the only generation who noticed this, and I'll be the first one to break the chain. How fucking arrogant can you get? Every single generation has tried to break the chain. Go back and look through the fucking 20s and the 30s and the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, generation after generation, trying to do different than the previous and only perpetuating it. Why? Because they don't understand it. They don't understand it. So that's really, and, and, I'm, and I'm arrogant enough to think that I'm presenting something here that is groundbreaking. I'm presenting something here that'll make sense to a lot of people. So if, you're, if you have children and you're struggling with that relationship or you want to do better in that relationship, then absolutely, you know, this is, this is critical as far as I'm concerned. But I'm telling you, the biggest group of all, I think, I'm, that I'm out to hit with this are those that are still incomplete with how they were raised. Because you can't really have a conversation about parenting until you examine three generations. So there's how you were raised, how your parents were raised, and how you're raising your kids. You, you examine those three, you'll get a real sense of something. You'll, you'll really get a good sense of something. And it's not hard to see, by the way, when you get into it. This shit's been going down for thousands of years. That, 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 it's the unseen that's being passed on from generation to generation. And so what people try and do is either, if they feel as if they had a decent childhood, they'll try and replicate that with their children. So let me just do what my parents did, right? Which is a struggle, right? Because your children are not you, and you are not your parents. And this is a different era. And then the other one that we go to is, I'm not going to fucking do what my parents did. So they do the opposite. And those are the two modes. <laughs> those are the only two fucking modes. I'm going to do what my parents did, or I'm going to do the opposite. And that's the whole deal. And that's why there's been no sight of this kind of breaking of a generational chain. And even if you, you're sitting there right now, it's like, oh, I've got adult children. I really have, you know, broken a generational chain. Uh, yeah, I've seen your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, yeah. Because the same logic will make its way through. So that's really what I'm about to interrupt uh, with this book. And it's, of course, you know, like, inform, inspire. Even with every book I've fucking written, it'll be confronting too. So in the coming weeks, I'm going to be taking a, a, a dive into Grow Up. I'm going to be going over certain parts of the book that I really want to make clear for, for everybody in the nation um, so that you're, you know, really keyed into what the, the, the stuff in this book that's, that's, that's underneath what I've written. The interesting thing for me is, as an author isn't so much what I'm writing. It's, it's what it inspires you to think about. That, that's what I'm into. I'm into like shit. When I say this, 
what does that make a person think about? How does that, what does that bring up for a person? And that's why I always tell people in my books, they're not long, but they take a bit of completing. If you just run through it in a day, fine, you might get motivated and inspired. Fine, good for you, right? But if you want to take a deep dive, it's the spaces between the words, it's the spaces between the paragraphs and the chapters and the, like that's what's going to make the difference. That's where you're going to have your fucking aha moments. You know, like my books aren't there to give you more knowledge. You know, I've read those books um, many years ago. I would read those kinds of books for it. And it would be titillating, you know, like the data and, oh man, 10% of people with the, the, the like, oh man, it's fine. And, and you can get already, by the way, I've forgotten it, right? Like whatever the fucking data was, it made no difference. And that's, that's the kind of knowledge that makes no difference. It has to penetrate. And for knowledge to penetrate, you have to ponder it. You have to think about it. You have to join the dots. You have to see the implications of what it is. You have to get the impact of it. You have to get like the emotional connection between you and what is being suggested. It's when you do that that a book can change your life. I mean, the reality is you're fucking changing your life, but it inspires the kinds of thinking that will allow you to see pathways to make systemic change to the way you live. So if you're reading it and it's good, but you're not changing, then you need to read it again and dig into it and think about it and take notes and apply it to your everyday actions and thinking. And then you start to see change. And, and look, sometimes that stuff comes quick, right? You can read something and be like, Holy shit, that's everything right there. Right? But but I'm a great believer in the, the pondering, you know, allowing yourself to sit with an idea. Because the automatic of your brain, as you're reading something, is basically just to find points of agreement. So just, I'm going to say that again. The automatic of your fucking brain when you're reading a book is to find automatic points of agreement and dismiss everything else. And some of it you'll even swear wasn't in the book, right? I've had people say this before, like, I read your book for the second time. Man, there was shit in there that I never noticed the first time. That's right, because you were too busy registering the points of agreement that everything else got dismissed. Which, again, is why you need to fucking take your time. You need to allow yourself to be gotten by it. You don't need to get the book. You need to open yourself up to be gotten by it, to be like, for it to resonate, for the logic to resonate in such a way that it gives you the freedom to question your own logic, right? Or the logic that you've ended up with. It's not like somebody taught you your logic, right? It's a twisty, turny road that you took. Which is, you know, I've had that conversation with people. You know, why should I follow your logic? I'm like, because it's not fucking mine. <laughs> it's not my fucking logic. Right? This is this is the logic of some of the world's great fucking thinkers. I would I would love it if it was my if it was my logic, but it's not. And it's a logic that they have put together over observation, over, you know, 
inquiry and imagination and study. And, and when you lay it out in a really simple way, you know, there is a simplicity to live in life. Um, that doesn't make it necessarily easier, per se. But it certainly will make it a lot less fucking complex, which I think is a pretty big thing for all of us. All right, I'm going to take a little break here. We're going to come back after the break. Um, I'm back to taking questions, by the way, the nation. I've been taking questions, obviously, because we have me doing episodes. Um, 646-450-3203. 646-450-3203. Call, leave me a message. Connect at garyjohnbishop.com. You can uh, you can send me your questions, your conundrums, your problems. Whatever's been on your mind. Um, and by the way, even through it this time when there hasn't been a podcast, there's been plenty of stuff going up there on Instagram. I've been staying connected. I'm also on threads now, by the way, which just seems, I don't know, a lot less volatile to me. Um, so I don't, I don't have to farm my way through oceans of bullshit on threads, so I don't mind that. Uh, but you'll mostly see me on on TikTok and on Instagram at Gary John Bishop. You'll find me there. I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be right back after this message. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, welcome back. Um, I was kind of getting myself, I was kind of getting myself to this point recently because you have, you have no idea since I stopped doing the podcast, the number of fucking people who have reached out to me. To, you know, when are you doing more podcasts? When are you doing more podcasts? When are you doing more podcasts? Um, and don't get me wrong, I really love doing them. But, but and at the same time, um, I was at a point where it was becoming like a job. Right, and I have no intention of becoming a quote-unquote podcaster. Right, I, I really just do this so that you can get more stuff. Right, um, and yeah, this is all the sort of stuff that you could put on. I don't know some of those Patron and all that shit and make money out of it. This never been my intention, as you know. Right, as a fully fledged member of the nation, it's never been my intention. Um. But a couple of little news points to pick up here. Um, if you've bought T-shirts or a sweatshirt from the website and you have not received your stuff, we have had, it's only come to our attention, by the way. Um, we'd had a problem with it before, but we've had a problem with a supplier. We act in good faith. All we ever really do, you guys, is you go in, you make your order, it goes right to the supplier. 
and they make it, right? There's no, we actually don't have anything to do with that process. Um, and, and, you know, people have said to me, you know, you should make your own stuff. And, you know, that's probably true, right? But, uh, but nonetheless, uh, we are at work on that. We're getting to work on that. So if you're sitting there waiting on a freaking T-shirt or something, I want you to know we've got all the names. We know who you are. We're working on it, okay? Um, and for everybody else, we've got it fixed. It's up and raring to go, okay? Um, so that's one house cleaning item that I wanted to get out there with you. Um, another that I wanted to get out there with you is, uh, you know, my plan is, I'd actually had an offer to do, or an opportunity rather, not an offer, an opportunity to do a podcast, another podcast uh, with a couple of friends of mine that I was considering doing. And, and I might even end up doing it at some point. But um, but again, you know, it just kind of took me down that pathway of, you know, I didn't want to turn it into a freaking I did not want to turn any of a career, right? I, I love writing books. I love getting that message out there. I still do a small number of speaking engagements. And, you know, we had talked about uh, bringing together the nation, but I, but I really don't want to do that unless I can get the numbers, right? I really don't want to do it because, you know, it takes a lot. Um, I have to put a team together to make something like that happen and front the whole thing to make it worthwhile, um, so, you know, the, obviously the more people that let me know, they'd be interested in participating at a, some sort of conference, even if it's 500 people, right? Um, the more people who let me know they'd be interested in that, the better. It would give me a really good sense of where the nation is and how open they are to having that. Um, because I'll tell you my idea, right? This would be my idea, that it would be two days. And in that two days, likely a weekend, okay, somewhere. In that two days, we'd be taking a deep dive into people's lives. That would be it, right? Dealing with, it would be like some of the stuff that we do with the problems on the Instagram lives um, on steroids, right? Like I would not only be solving some of that shit with you, but I'd actually be showing you the logic and the philosophy and breaking it down for you, how it all works, so if that's something you're interested in, I definitely want to hear about it. Don't you sit there and go, yeah, I'm interested in that. you got to let me know, right? So let me know whatever way you want to let me know, right? You can let me know on Instagram. You can send me an email. Uh, you can leave me a voicemail, 646-450-3203. And listen, I'm just, I'm going to light with you. If there's a demand, I'm doing it, okay? I will do it. I will, I'll set this up and I will fucking do this thing if it's a demand. If there's no demand, then, you know, it's okay then we won't do it. But if that's something you're interested in, if you're interested in meeting other people from the nation, um, which are a rather opaque bunch, I will say that, then, uh, yeah, we'd be, you know, we're. I have an interest in doing it. A couple of members of my team are interested in doing it. So you just got to kind of gauge where the nation is with all of that. All right, so um, that's going to be it for this week's episode. I don't have a question from the nation. I'll have one in next week, I'm sure, right? So if you've got a question for me, if you've got a conundrum for me, if you've got some problem you want me to take a look at, and we'll pick it apart ontologically, 646-450-3203, or send me an email, connect at garyjohnbishop.com. 
Don't forget to rate the show. Whatever you're getting podcasts, please don't forget to rate the show, to review the show if you can, and click on that subscribe button. All of those items, those three items, rate, review, and subscribe, are absolutely critical to our voice being heard across all nations. All right, you guys, that's it for me for this week. Have a great one. I'll see you on the flip side. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.